What's going on, high performers? Welcome to episode six of the Fitness Outsource Podcast. I'm here with Brandon again. And in today's episodes, we're gonna we're gonna be giving you three lessons from becoming a black belt because Brandon Nye, who's sitting with me right now, is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And it wasn't an easy journey. It took him about 10 years or more to become a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So there's so many things that he's learned from that journey that we're going to share with you today. And these are things that you can apply to your life and become the ultimate version of yourself through these lessons. So stick around to the end and let's roll the intro. I'm going to open up with a story about how I started jujitsu. And Brandon is actually my coach. And he's been my coach ever since I started jujitsu. And uh, so he knows most about my journey. And he apl- he's applying all the things that he's learned directly to me. So I'm like the protege of Brandon. And it's funny because sometimes when I'm ro- rolling with Brandon, I can feel that like Brandon is uh, doing the things that I'm about to learn. I'm like trying to give him the lessons that I've done and expedite his process. But the funny thing is, is because Yashko and I have do different relationships like we're business partners as well as coaching kind of student um we're able to kind of reflect on this journey and how we do martial arts in general in two different ways so the first one is like i can basically as a student and a coach relationship i'm giving him direct uh direct uh instruction on how to do jiu-jitsu however when we're business partners we can look back on these lessons that we're going to be going over today and be like, ah, you know what? We learned that from jujitsu and we can apply that to our business. We can apply that to life. We can apply that to how we relate to all of our friends and family. So I'm super excited to talk about this topic today. Just to let people know, becoming a jujitsu black belt is not an easy feat because I think there's only like 2,000 or 3,000 black belts in the entire world. Is that true? Yeah, I think over like four to 5,000. Four or 5,000, either way. Yeah, but Four still. to 5,000 is nothing. And... Considering like how many players are there in the NHL, I think there's like thousands, right? <laughs> so it's crazy. Like to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu, it takes a lot of work. And I'm going to kind of let you know the story of why I started jiu-jitsu. So I started jiu-jitsu because I have had already been working out for years at that point. Like I think like, a, I don't know, like close to a decade at that point. And I wanted to take my physical fitness to the next level. And it seemed like a natural progression for me to start doing jiu-jitsu because I wanted to take my physical body to the point where I could just like kill somebody with my hands. So that's why I started. And uh, it's not why I stayed, <laughs> but it's why I started. And, uh, you know, just like for defense and stuff, it's why most people start. So the reason why I'm sticking with it is because now I realize just how impactful it is to my life to be able to use this skill towards other avenues and also just to keep pushing that physical fitness further and further and further. And that's why I'm in it. So that's my story. And now I've been doing jujitsu for about three to four years. And uh, I'm not going to stop until I get to Brandon's level. So and then I'm going to kick Brandon's ass one day for sure. You Hasn't can, happened you yet. Can, you but can try. You I, can it try. will happen. I guarantee. You can try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Brandon, why did you begin jujitsu? Why did you start? So I started jujitsu about like 11 or 12 years ago, just because I was like a hyper competitive person. And I played many sports growing up. But the one thing that made me the most frustrated was when the timer was running down and I didn't get the ball to try to score and we lost. 
that was the most frustrating thing to me because I wanted to be the person who decided whether I lost or I won. I didn't really care if I lost as long as I tried my best and I took that shot and I lost. I'm like, ah, whatever. Um, but jujitsu allowed me to do that. And so the way I kind of started was it was kind of funny. Like we had like this mini like fight club at our school in the mat room and it ended up being this thing that kind of built up over time. I don't know how our gym teachers let us do this, but I don't think they really knew. So we had this like little small group in the mat room and it kind of, long story short, it grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And we just kind of match people up. Back then I was a fairly skinny person. I was working out, but I knew I was much more physically capable beyond of what were like me lifting weights. Like I knew I lifted X amount of weight, but I knew I was actually much more physically capable and jujitsu was allowed me to express that. But what I learned in becoming a black belt is there is a huge mental aspect to it that helped me guide my life. So for instance, at one point in my life, I kind of fell off with university. I did two years, I kind of fell off. But jujitsu was something I always kept consistent. And when I started to apply these three lessons that we're going to go over today to my life, I was able to go from basically a failing university student to someone who was getting straight A's and had like almost a 90% GPA. So one of the very most important things that I learned from jujitsu, number one, is failure is good. So if you've ever done jujitsu before, it is impossible to go out your jujitsu journey and not fail. And that's what I kind of like about it because you're faced with the uttermost challenge and it's impossible to get to black belt without being tapped out. For a matter of fact, I believe I've been tapped out more times than Yashko has ever trained, which is crazy. <laughs> and you think that like this black belt is like an omniscient person he's this god who can just like submit everyone but no i still get tapped out to this day by people who are better than me sometimes people who are worse than me it's impossible to go out life the gym and jujitsu without failing so the advice i always give to white belts or just people in general is like failure is okay as long as you're doing everything in your power to succeed because if you truly give everything that you get, uh, you give your all, then there's always going to be something to learn from that attempt. Okay, so the people join us in nutrition, and we're that's what we teach is nutrition and fitness. And people think that if they just have 100% willpower all the time, then they're going to be successful. But it's not true. The people who do the best are the people that are going to be able to bounce back from failure. And what ends up happening is somebody will commit to like the program and they'll do it for like a month or something and they're going to run into a roadblock and then they're going to blow an entire day. They're going to go way over their calories and they're going to gain two pounds in one day. It's going to be like bad. <laughs> but the thing is, to bounce back from it is understanding that these things will happen and it's okay. And the thing is, in the fitness atmosphere, the fitness uh, uh, industry right now, we have a lot of people who say like, oh, yeah, it's okay if you fail and just get back on the horse and blah, blah, blah. But you should look at failure as an opportunity for growth. And by looking at that and telling yourself like, I'm not going to let that happen to me again, that specific way. 
You know, I'm going to learn from this. I'm not going to let it happen to me. And that's how you grow. And that's what we should be teaching people instead of like all this like woo woo, like, oh, you, you ruined your weekend. Don't worry about it. Just hop back on the horse. If you do that, you'll fail over and over and over again, and then you won't be able to grow from that failure. So that's that's something that you have to understand that failure is good, but only if you're willing to learn from it and to just persevere and pers- be persistent and push through that failure. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. It's it, Failure is good, but you have to make sure that you're being persistent. You're not letting that happen again. That's how you win. Imagine if like I was still getting tapped from like uh i don't know like random baseball chokes and stuff even though i know that 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 was a failure right but if i just kept getting choked over and over again in the same position and then i never do anything about it everybody in the class would be doing it to me all the time and then i would just not want to do it anymore and i think that's the beauty of brazilian jiu-jitsu it it shows you where your weaknesses are so like if you keep getting caught with this one submission like people can do it again over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Until you're like, hey, you know what? I need to fix this. Now, the nice thing about it is you kind of get it real time. So for those who don't aren't really familiar with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's one of the only kind of martial arts that you can basically spar full clip. Like you can go at it every single training session and not go home with like lifelong injuries. Most Most of the time. Most of the time. 90, 90% of the time. It's very unlikely to break your nose. <laughs> yes. So in this instance, like you're going to reach failure. You're going to reach challenge every single day. Your training partners should put you in situations where you're going to fail. And you are able to do this problem solving over and over and over again until that problem does not exist. And so you can do that in the gym. You can do that in your life. You can see the problems, and you actively go out and you try to solve them. But you won't only do this unless you actually fully commit to whatever you're going to do. Which kind of leads into the next point here. I'm just looking at it and I really love this point, which is you're always seeking to acquire new skills and you're striving to become a different person in three to six month blocks. And I, I love that because the the way that jujitsu is taught is, or at least in our class, is like in these in these blocks where you learn this specific skill over this time period, like whatever it is, eight to 12 weeks. And then now you've acquired this skill and you can use it inside jujitsu as a subset of like all your other stuff that you know. And uh, if you if you look at yourself like in a, like I can kick myself, my, my ass of myself <laughs> from like six months ago, 100% guaranteed with things that my old self didn't even know about. Yeah, so one of the goals for myself, and I can speak for my training partner, Phil, too, was one of our main goals during our development in jiu-jitsu was to be a completely different grappler three to six months later. So that means we would have to go back to the drawing board and we have to be like, what do we need to develop and commit in those next three to six months to be like, no matter what, I'm going to try to develop this skill. And when you set this kind of timeline for yourself, it's very valuable because there's going to be times where you're getting better at this skill and it's going to hit a point in your learning process where you kind of feel like, is this really working? Is this really worth it? But if you keep pushing through just because you've given yourself that three to six month timeline, then when you hit that point where it's like getting really difficult, that's almost like a point of 
critical like improvement like just a point where it feels like it's not working and then you just get over the hump and you're like oh okay you know what this timeline was really worth it me spending time on this was very very worth it because now you're reaping the benefits now that kind of brings us to our last point today so our third point is if you want to get good at anything you need to commit to repeating it until you're absolutely sick of it or you are no longer reaping any significant benefit from it. So just to give a little bit more background, I'm going to bring up my training partner, Phil and I again. So for those who don't know, Phil and I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at least 10 to 12 times a week. So many times, of, many times during the week, we train Jiu-Jitsu twice a day. So in the morning, what we do primarily is we have a session called a drilling session. So we'll pick like a move set. We'll pick something that we need to work on. And we will do the same movement over and over and over again until it, we're absolutely sick of it. Because when you do it like this, you're actually ingraining these movement patterns. You're ingraining these things to become successful and much more automatic. and I, like I said earlier, I did this with my university and what I would do is I would study for the same test and I would just go over and over and over the same formulas, over the same information until I had an adequate understanding of it. There's two types of people inside our program. One is somebody who says that tracking their calories is such an inconvenience inside their day. But then there's another type of person who says that tracking your, your calories is just a part of their day. And the thing is, the difference between those two people is the fact that one person just did it over and over and over again for about a year, and then now it's just part of their day. And then now to them, it feels weird not to do it. And the fact that there's somebody out there where to them, it feels weird not to do it means that you can flip that and become that person as well. Because if somebody else can do it, that means that you can do it too, especially when it comes to mindset related things. So just keep that in mind that the, the, from you being somebody who like can't do something, the difference between being somebody who can't do something and being somebody who just does something as a part of their day is literally just the amount of reps that you put into that. That's yeah. it. Yeah, totally. And throughout this process, like we have fallen in love with doing the reps rather than what the result is. And if you kind of think that way, like the results just come like, so for instance, in jujitsu, like I would work on a guard pass, which is basically getting your opponent's legs out of the way. And we would do the same one over and over and over again. And, and like I said earlier, like I actually started to really enjoy just doing the reps because when you enjoy doing the reps later on, when you're rolling and you're sparring, you're like, oh, wow, this is actually working. Like you're not getting the immediate result from doing those reps. But over time, it just becomes something like so instinctual to you, like Yashua was saying, that it doesn't even feel like, like work anymore. It just feels like you're getting better. And getting better at something is very motivating to continue to do. Yeah. So when I'm practicing a move in jiu-jitsu over and over again, um, you, it's so weird how you zone into that move. And then now it, you do it once. And you're like, oh, man, I messed up this little tiny thing that could be a little bit tighter. And then you go back and then you do it again. You're like, there it is. And the process of doing that over and over and over again 
that is what separates somebody who is really good from somebody who's just starting. People don't realize that the difference between me and you in jujitsu, the reason why I'm not at your level is literally just reps. It's not it's not that you're somehow way better than me. Like maybe you are like genetically just like better than me, maybe. But if I just did it for more reps than you, I would be better than you. Yeah. And the cool thing about jujitsu is if you look at who's winning jujitsu, there's no one specific body type or like style that's like the best. Like you look at basketball players, you're like, oh yeah, he's like super tall. He can jump really high. Like he's the best. He's prone to being the best. In jujitsu, there's short guys that are winning, short stocky guys that are winning. There's tall, lanky guys. There's guys in between. There's fat guys. There's skinny guys. Everyone has their own style and route to winning. So the only way you're going to find that out is doing the reps the way that you set yourself out to do. And just to kind of bring this out to like a bigger example of how this applies to life, is it's very easy to get caught up in like social media nowadays that seeing like everything just like one take. So when Yashko and I are working on certain things in the business, we apply the same nature here. So when we're creating content, there'll be many times where we'll shoot like videos for our clients. If I'm checking into my nutrition client and I'm going to give them like a check-in and be like, usually it's a video where I'm like, hey guys, you need to work on this. I'll, I'll scrap many, many takes of that video because I know that if I just get the reps in, eventually these become so automatic that I don't even have to think about it anymore. But it's because I've just done it over and over and over again until I'm satisfied with it that I ultimately feel at rest. 100%. So just to wrap everything up, I just want to go over the things that we talked about today. So number one is failure is good. Just keep doing it again, keep failing, and you're going to learn from your failures. As long as you have the mindset to just push past that failure and learn from it. Number two is acquire new skills and strive to become a per- different person in three to six month blocks and make sure that you can beat the old person. <laughs> And number three is do the reps. It's going to take a lot of reps for you to get to where you want to be and accepting that fact that you're that what separates where you want to be and where you are right now is literally just reps, not genetics, not mind, nothing. It's just literally reps doing it over and over and over again until you get to where you want to be. So that's a wrap for this episode. This is episode six. I'm, my name is Yashko and this is Brandon and this is the Fitness Outsource Podcast and we'll see you in the next episode.